Hello, everyone. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. And Denise and I are continuing our conversation. Hey, Denise. Hey, hey, how you doing? All right. We're continuing our conversation on the new season and healthy habits and fall wellness. And so we've talked about eating real food, and we've talked about movement. And if you've missed both of those segments, go back and check them out. There's some great tidbits in there. And so now we're going to talk about, this is the one that I, I've always had the hardest time with, and it's mindset and time change, because we're coming up to a time change in two weeks, something like that, November yep. 4th or whatever that Saturday is. Yep. And if you're in the northern, northern zones, it's going to be darker than a pocket at four o'clock. Yep. And so you're going to wake up and it's going to be dark and you're going to get home from work and it's going to be dark. Mm -hmm. So how do we get our mindset around that? Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, daylight savings time um, really, there's only a small percentage of the world that actually does daylight savings time. Um, the rest of the world, they just, you know, it, the time just kind of goes. But at this stage in life here, we, we're dealing with daylight savings time. Hasn't been changed yet. I know there's been a lot of talk around it. Cross your fingers. Arizona doesn't change their time. Right. Which always screws me up when I'm trying to call somebody there and, and their time. My daughter's in Arizona, is... right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's always goofy. Um, so hopefully, you know, we will get to that point where where they we won't have to deal with this in the future. But this year we're, we have to do, we have to do it again. So we really do need to get our minds around this. The worst thing is to wake up on, you know, that Monday morning at, you know, daylight savings time when, um, you know, um, when you fall back, you know, fall back, spring forward, fall back. So we lose that hour. Um, all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's Monday and you get to work and huh, where is everybody? Yeah. You're there a little you're there early. Um, and, and, and that just kind of messes that, that, that actually makes that I did that one. So that's why I'm, I, I can talk about this <laughs> I did that once when I was working in Philadelphia. Experience talking. What? Train. Like it's holiday, but I missed, you know, I get to work and the, the door's locked. I'm like, what's going on? Look at the clock on, uh, inside the building. Oh, luckily now we do have watches. You can't see my watch. You, we, there we go. Ooh, there we go. You, we do have watches that automatically change. That's great, but that's not mindset. How do right. we start to prepare for that today so that in the next few weeks, when it actually changes, um, we're okay with it? So <laughs> you guys are going to love this one, guys. We're going to start with a little plan. Love the plan. Uh, there we go back with the three Ps, right? Honestly, it's all about prep work, um, kind of like, you know, prepping in the kitchen, but instead you're going to be prepping in your bedroom. What we're going to do starting today. Okay. Starting today, I want you to start to go to bed just a few minutes early, you know, a little bit each night. And, you know, it doesn't have to be drastic, but just a little bit. And so you got start to get used to uh, it being, you know, going to bed when at whatever the time. So say if you go to bed, usually at 11, you start to go to bed at um, 10.50, 10.45, just a little bit, uh, a few, you know, a little bit each day. And so when daylight savings time comes, you know, you're already kind of 
um, your body is already um, accepting to that kind of change. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Adjusted. I don't know why that word was not coming to my brain. Um, Because it's amazing how that one hour can make you feel blah for that day. It, it, it is amazing that that can make some, such a difference. It is a shock to our system. Um, and there's been so much research on daylight savings time. I actually wrote a blog post about it last year. Um, I think it was, and I'll make sure I'll, I'll send it to you so, so we can add it in the mm. show notes. And it talks a little bit more about some of the scientific um, challenges like um, daylight savings time, they find that people have um, more heart challenges within the mm. two weeks um, after um, both, you know, both times of the year when we do daylight savings time, um, whether fall or spring, um, there are more, there's more depression. I think that may have something to do with, you know, just the time of year and the amount of darkness. Mm-hmm. And so it physically, it absolutely affects our body. If it's affecting our body physically, we know it's affecting us mentally. And so by talking about it today and starting to uh, plan for it, um, when it comes, we're not going to be shocked. Our body will be um, adjusted to a degree. Um, It does, for some people, it doesn't affect them so much. Um, Other people, it could take a week or two to really get used to that um, that time change. So th- this is why it's so important to start now. So what do we want to do? Think one, um, I think one of the challenges that people have are, you know, like you already mentioned, you go to work in the dark and you come home in the dark and how important it is to at lunchtime, even if it's the weather's not great, even if it's rainy, to find yourself outdoors somehow, mm-hmm. not still st- sitting under the fluorescent lights in your work building. Or Absolutely. if you're working from home inside, you haven't changed your environment at all. And mm-hmm. so now you're getting up in the dark, you're going to your office in your house, and then you're coming out in the dark and you're stressed about making dinner. So talk, go listen to the eat our other two segments talking about that and the planning that goes around it, but getting yourself outside sometime, even if the weather is cold, rainy, blah, it's important. One of the best times to to actually be outside, even if it's again for ten minutes, is as the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. It wakes us up, you know, like we do, you know, kind of the the, the roosters start, you know, you know, crowing at the uh, when at, when the sun comes up, you know, that's when when activity starts to move. The birds are moving, the animals are moving. Uh, even in the winter, you know, the fall and the winter, the animals are moving as the sun comes up, and it absolutely can make or break the way you feel all day long. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as soon as sunrise, step outside, put that big heavy coat on if you have to, put on your snow boots. Um, <laughs> I say snow boots because it's supposed to snow here next week. Um, and just stand outside, look at the sun, look towards the sun, watch it rise. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that's not that's not possible if you're working, if you're going into work, but you can do it on a weekend, you can do it on those days that you don't have to be in work. Mm. And like you said, at lunchtime, coffee break, whatever break, get outside. Be or if 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 outside is not possible, which we can all make it possible, be by a window where that light you can see that light. Mm-hmm. I can see the light. 
go it's towards important. the light. And then, and, or um, there are special lights that are made for this too. Because SAD is a great. real thing. It absolutely is. Um, and for those of us who live, um, you know, in the Northern uh, area of the country, absolutely. Um, we bought one, uh, one of those lights, the, the, oh gosh, maybe 15 years ago. Um, because absolutely my husband deals with um, uh, seasonal uh, affective disorder. Affective disorder. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I say it wrong all the time. And it's amazing how just having that light, um, I have a, a ring light in front of me um, and because my office is downstairs. And if I don't have that light on in the fall and the winter, I can feel, it, to me, I can feel like I need to take a nap all day long. Mm -hmm. And so light is so, so important. Another thing, um, when it comes to daylight savings, winter, autumn, whatever, you know, th this change of season, absolutely. It's important for you to schedule your exercise because it's too easy to say, eh, I don't feel like it. Eh, it's cold. Eh, it's dark out. I'll do it tomorrow. There's a tomorrow word again. Right. Um, one of the other things I think is really important when it comes to exercise is to do something different. Like don't mm. do the same thing in the fall and the autumn that you might do in the summer. Try something new because how, you know, once we start to get into a routine, that's great. But then when that routine becomes a rut, that's really when um, exercise uh, in the, in the colder months uh, kind of goes out the, out the window. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. And, you know, as we've talked through the fall wellness in the, the areas that we've talked through eating real food and staying busy and movement, and now talking about the mindset, I think that the mindset is the one piece that's going to drive the other, two, the other two areas that we've talked about. And what I would suggest people is as you're listening, or you're feeling really discouraged about this, reach out to Denise and as a, as a healthy living coach, she's really great, great for this and be a super resource to help you find the areas that maybe you're not recognizing in your own calendars and, and schedules. And we hope that this, this fall wellness segment has been helpful for people. And if you have any questions, reach out. And Denise is a wealth of resources. Thank you so much, Jean. Thank you, everyone. Hi everyone, I'm Denise Stegall. I am the Healthy Lifestyle Coach or the Healthy Living Liaison uh, and curator, curator at livinghealthylist.com. And I'm really excited today about my recent conversation with my friend, Jean Gallagher. Jean is a financial advisor with Seaside Solutions and the amazing host of the podcast, Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better. We had an in-depth conversation on the topic of, get this, contentment and why that is actually a bad thing for you. Watch more and subscribe to Discover Rising Tides at discoverrisingtides.com. I'll see you there. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jean Gallagher and welcome to show number seven. Discover Rising My name is Jean Gallagher and welcome to show number seven. Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors and maintaining life balance. Through this series, we will be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And today, I'm excited to introduce Brooke Haynes. Hey, Brooke. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. And so Brooke has coined herself as an energy weaver 
and works as a coach and a trainer inside of two large communities, Consergo and Freedom Leaders. Her passion is in collaboration and her mission is to create communities where people are empowered to create partnerships that elevate everyone. And we'll give your, when we're done, we'll make sure we give your contact information too. So we'll get to that part, but welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here and I'm excited for this conversation. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your background. We're going to talk about a few things. I want to hold on tight because it's going to be a high energy conversation and we'll talk about you and your business. And then we'll also talk about the outside and how that plays into everything, but tell, give us some background on you. Ooh. So I did start off in the uh, um, traditional college route, right? Um, and then learned that I didn't want to do that about three and a half years into it. <laughs> and I stopped and I took a little bit of time off. And then before I knew it, I decided to jump into multi-level marketing and I had never heard of multi-level marketing. I never knew anybody in multi-level marketing. And from that point forward, I have just been an entrepreneur of some sort or another ever since. That was 20 years history of a windy path. Mm -hmm. And I think based on our conversation that we've had for you, putting what you put into 20 years is what it's probably triple what anybody would have put into 40 years. So, <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> I'll never forget the moment when my dad, I, I'll remember I was in the yard on the phone with him and he said, honey, I just think that if you just went like a normal traditional route, you'd be bored. And I thought he finally gets it. <laughs> so, so where are you today and how did you get there? Oh, I, um, I live in Louisville, Kentucky, mm -hmm. um, and I got here through that multi-level marketing company, but I did go and live in eight different regions and um, all around the region, four different businesses and different things that I've done. And if you're referring to where am I today in my life, um, I am in a good place where I was able to really excel and blow up to the shifts of COVID in 2020. 2020 was my favorite year of my life. And 2021 is becoming the next favorite year. Mm -hmm. um, but 2020 happened. I saw so much beauty happening. I saw the bad. I saw the people getting sick. I was affected. I had family affected who will never be the same in health. But I saw people coming together. I saw people move like opening up their mindset and coming alive. And I was able to really help a lot of people pivot from in-person businesses to online. And we just soared. My energy was right. The business was right. The people around was perfect. Like everything was just perfect. And then this year has been all about going inside. So where I am today is going through a lot of expansion, a lot of personal growth, business growth, and um, having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit of the difference between be, the going inside and what that looked like last year. Mm, that's a great question. Last year, I mean, I was just like totally extrovert. I would jump in a group or on a Zoom and my energy would just expand, you know, and I could be in social media and just drop a comment and it would just attract so much, I did have so much attraction mm -hmm. and I would get messages from people I'd never met before who would say, I just love your energy. And I couldn't even remember where I, they'd found me. 
And it was all about the other people. And it was all about me showing up and sharing mindset and sharing shift and helping them soar. And everything I was doing was just landing really, really well with people. I was seeing people make more money with some coaching sessions or just me being around and the co-collaboration and co-creation, making more money than they've ever made in their life. Um, and it, we just had a lot of fun. This year, I have never, I've always been kind of like, show up to a party and I just start talking and I'm a real energetic, but this year has been totally different. I've not been much on social media. I've not found a lot of posts I want to engage with. I've not been posting. I'll go on and I'll share some things, but half the time it's because I feel like I should. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, eh, they halfway land. But really it's because of the huge shifts coming in my area. One of which is just like where I'm physically located now. Um, I built my whole life just really loving and embracing and enjoying being single, being um, I just pure, pure freedom. I'm a mom, but, and I loved just my lifestyle. I loved every part about it. And I really expanded this year into some new decisions. And now I'm in a partnership and we've moved and a lot of big things have happened in my life this year. So um, and now I'm feeling like it's all coming out. Like last year is combining with this year and all my personal growth. And I'm just, I said the other day to myself, I'm just really excited about how this is going. <laughs> well, congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so, so t tell me a little bit about your businesses or your communities today. And I'd like to talk about maybe your path of how from where you started 20 years ago, all the pieces that really led to this too, right? Yes. You know, so today I'm in a, two communities. One is one that's just now launching and we've been working on it for a year on the back end. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's called Consergo and it's about where we call it teachers and seekers get to meet and people who are seeking personal growth in all categories will show up and get and be able to really see the um, experience all their personal growth in a community with other people, with like-minded people, and have access to teachers and, and, and speakers and all of these different things in their membership. And then on the other side, one, one, another community I'm, I'm very involved in uh, and is dear to my heart is the Freedom Facilitator Program. Um, it's hosted and designed and created by Nick Brew, and he's a law of attraction coach. Mm -hmm. And I joined his group I, I joined him in a group he was in maybe about um it was february of 2020 mm -hmm. and loved it and then he decided to open up a coaching group where you can learn the processes that he was teaching and i dove right in and now that group is large so i'm all in it i'm doing collaborations i'm doing trainings and it's just really like a, my heart um so those are the two places where i love to show up um as well as some women's groups that I'm around, um, like uprising and uh, uprising and things of that nature. So I really believe in community, and I'll, um, I could take it right now all the way from the beginning, from 20 years ago, and what I was saying about entrepreneurship now, mm -hmm. and it's just now happening. But I'm going to take a breather and see if you had a question about what I. <laughs> I won't keep going. <laughs> Well, so, but it, but it is a 20 year journey. And so that's really yeah. interesting when you're talking to people and they, and you see somebody that's doing well today and you think, well, aren't they lucky? Look what they've done. They just must've 
you know, just became lucky right now, but there's this background process that we all can't see or people don't realize, especially in this land of social media, the socials don't allow us to understand what happens in the background or what it really took to get to the point that you're at right now. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> you know, during 2020, one of the things I said all the time, this is what I made, this is why I'm here. This is what my life, why it all makes sense now. Like 2020 made my entire life make sense. <laughs> And it was because I was seeing how I was pulling from everything. Mm -hmm. I was pulling from all the experiences that some people would have said I have failed at and pulling from the experiences that I didn't like and spirit and for the ones I did. And I was pulling from it all and showing up authentically, not at, you know, not as the experiences, I guess. And, um, and I was like, oh, my life just makes sense all of a sudden, you know, and it, it was a journey. It's a personal development. I love personal development. Someone says, let's open up. Let's, let's see what's in there. I'm like, sure. Crack me wide open. Cause I believe in, I believe in expansion and, and getting better and having fun and uh, shifting and exploring what's out there. Cause all we really have is right. You know, what we're experiencing. And I love experiencing like emotional shifts, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, 20 years ago when we started in a multi-level marketing company and people would show up in our office, it was like, we were always going awesome. And that was before people said awesome. And everybody be like, all you do is you go in there and you hear everybody say, awesome, great, awesome. Amazing. You know, and, and, and people had not heard those kind of energy and felt that energy and hold those, heard those positive words in one setting and a lot of people using it. Mm -hmm. So it did start back there. And it was more, um, it's totally different than where I am today with it. It was more about, um, like ignoring everything and just focusing on the positive. <laughs> don't do that anymore. I don't, but that's where I started from. And, um, and then the path just continued from, I mean, I've redesigned kitchens and did well. I've moved around the U S I've taken care of people that I dearly, dearly love and assisted them through, you know, death and also just through shifts of getting sicker and all these things during my journey of all the entrepreneurship always running a business or trying to or figuring it out during the whole time how, how do you think that the how the energy shifted or how we do business shifted through 2020 how did that really change or land at you as what changed for you so that it became exactly what you needed at the time um people opened their mind finally and what i mean by that is they opened their mind to business they opened their mind to collaboration mm -hmm. and the people who were like into their groove already, they were like, it just shook it all up, right? Mm -hmm. They were like, okay, now what? Like I saw one woman who was very, very successful and she COVID hit and she was like, there goes my whole business. Like that was what she was thinking. My entire business gone. She was totally local, doing well, but totally local. How in the world could I ever, and I met her because she was about to have a 500 people in-person event. And she said, I heard you can help me go on virtual. I was virtually doing virtual planning. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, virtual event planting. <laughs> and so she, I shifted to this whole event online. And we talked about it. And I was working in that event with 25 speakers who were doctors, who wow. had successful businesses. And they were scared to death. And I was like, what? and they're like, how are they going to capture my energy? How can I do this? Is this really going to work? 
I should just quit. We shouldn't have the event. Like I could not believe the mindset. And I was like, girl, are you kidding? We're going to make this. This is how it's going to go. This is how we're going to capture the energy. Mm-hmm. And then through that, they were feeling that we could because I was on Zoom saying it. Mm-hmm. And I watched them just move through it and totally pivot. Watch that woman within like eight months later, make $110,000 in 10 days. I mean, her business expanded to where now she can't just go back locally. She's got people all across America now. And her classes are filling up not once every three months, like three times a month, (laughs) you know? And so it just, but she, it, it took a mind shift. And another thing that really stepped up is people started to have, have to have authenticity. What has always worked before no longer worked. The coaches that we, the big wigs that were saying, follow these five steps, say the title like this, find their pain and really go in it. All those things, they no longer worked. What people were looking for was real authenticity. They still are. There's so much BS going around us. We don't even know what to believe. But what people are looking for is authenticity, someone they can trust, someone they can like, someone they can give them hope, you know, and that was a big shift. And I mean, when, when the protesting and the Black Lives Matter, Black, the Black Lives Matter movements started, I, we had a 222 consecutive days here of rioting. And it was right outside my door. We could hear it. Wow. And, um, you know, I have a blended family. And, um, and it was, so it wasn't like it was all, all great. Like I couldn't see what was really happening. But it was what I explained to my son, how we were shifting to learn what we were, what we want. We're, we're, we're growing up or we're uh, rising to an occasion so we can become what the change we want to see. And that's what's happening. Um, so I, do I answer your question? <laughs> and one more note on that in collaboration. Another big thing is collaboration for me. I love collaborations. I think when two people get together, um, there's just some synergy and, um, it, it doesn't matter the, I mean, when, when you choose someone to have a collaboration with, that means there is some synergy. Mm-hmm. And when we show up in this entrepreneur world, which can seem very lonely at times, mm-hmm. but when we do an event or we host things together, you have a buddy, you have great energy, you can bind the, the audience and you're bringing different flavors to the table. And then usually this person likes to do this part and the other person likes to do the other and you're not doing the whole thing by yourself. Mm-hmm. And the last note on that, because this is my favorite subject. <laughs> when I was 23 and I was on a stage and I had a thousand people and I was in multi-level marketing and I said to them, I have a dream, I have a vision. I believe that if everyone was to shift into their passion or something that they loved, they could create it as a business and they could become, and the world would work. It, it would work if everyone was stepping into their passion and into things that people need, it would work. And people thought I was crazy. They were like, pat my head. She's so sweet. <laughs> She's got good vision. Yeah. Now it's happening. Now, if you're not on the bandwagon, you might want to get on the bandwagon because the bandwagon, the fl- it's here. People, mm-hmm. You know, people aren't going back to work because they've got a little dose of what it was like to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the collaboration piece, because I really want to talk about that. But that's, you know, that's one of the things we met online. 
right? We met at one of the women's networking organizations that Lynn put together and who is an amazing person, by the way. (laughs) And the the collaboration piece, I think that's one of the things that really, it really stuck with me about you is that you're really good at it, but you're open to it. And I think what happened too is, you know, you said that 2020 became became lonely for entrepreneurs, which is really true because now all of a sudden we're all isolated to a certain extent because we're logistically isolated, even though maybe we're talking with so many people in so many different areas, but we're all doing it by ourselves. And I think that we might all be missing something, not having a buddy system or creating a buddy system or just being comfortable enough to open ourselves up to accept the conversation. Drop the mic, like you beautifully said it. As it was uh, well said, well done, absolutely. All of that is true. And, you know, we come from a world where there's competition. Mm-hmm. We come from a world where, well, if you're a coach and I'm a coach, why well, don't I show up with you in the same place? You might take my coach. Or there's only one seat in this group for someone who does what you do. Oh, and- don't even start me on that kind of a networking <laughs> group. Are you Because all of a sudden the tone of this podcast is going to change. <laughs> right. <laughs> because now you're telling me not only am I the only one that can do this thing in this group, but I have to use you across the table and I know nothing about you, but I'm going to pay money to join you. Yes. Yes. And so that has been how it was. But in my world and in my reality and into today, the way I exist, I'm not around those kind of people anymore. Mm -hmm. And the world has changed and it is changing. And more and more will jump on the bandwagon to say, oh, wait a minute, Target and Walmart's been side by side for a hundred years or whatever, you know? And it's like, now it's, there are a hundred coaches. There are a hundred people who can help you with your funds but it's who you connect with. It's the energy you want to follow. And there is nobody like you. So to, to really tap into what if there were five people who did the, who all sold real estate and they said, well, I want, instead of saying we're competition, we're not going to the same place. We're going to show up and do a summit. And this is your favorite area of real estate. And then this, and everybody had their own area of real estate that they loved. And then they showed up and did some sort of training or workshop or summit or however they want to put it. The impact they can make on people would be way beyond any impact that one person could make. And anyone that would say, yeah, but what if my, what if someone I know goes to someone else, then they weren't going to go with you anyway. They just weren't. Mm -hmm. This is not a world where we're limited to who we can choose anymore. Mm-hmm. So expose us all and let the, let the energies connect and call it what it is. I guarantee they'll have someone that might choose somebody different, but that's okay. It's totally okay. Yeah. And especially in the coaching world, because didn't 2020 find everybody that had a career that either ended or pivoted all of a sudden became some sort of a coach. Yes. And absolutely they did. And, and in multi-level marketing, everyone that was like, well, everybody's heard of my product the last 20 years. They're like, I know what I can do. I know that the product works, but really there's a whole nother part of life than just this product. And they became coaches too. Mm -hmm. So anybody who was good at what they did, they wanted to go and train it. Anybody who had, um, 
been selling a product and realized it's not just one thing that makes a holistic life, started coaching. And then everybody who was like, I'm going to be a coach one day, but I'm working right now to pay my bills. I'm going to be a coach right now, but I'm going to work one day to pay my bills. They all just did it. Yeah, they did it. And, and, and to have a small dose of being at home, to shutting down, to relaxing and being in the space, like some people did go crazy, but there were a whole lot of people who it worked real well for, <laughs> you know? So tell me about your coaching business. What does that look like? Well, I don't have a mainstream coaching business that people are used to hearing where I could sit here and tell you in one step what it'd be. But my coaching business, I usually meet with someone and figure out what they're looking for. Um, I do a lot of mindset shifting, um, but it's, and it's not just like, say your affirmations, because those don't, it's, it's, it's showing up, right? It's, it's an entire body life integration. And so when people are like, um, dealing with some things and they're not sure why they keep dealing with those same things. We just go in and we shift, we mind do some shifting around it. But what I really love is when people are ready to then expand where they are. And, and so I help them um, help them through, like, let's say they weren't in a relationship and they wanted to be in one or they were in one, but they didn't know how to make it better. I really like helping them through that shift. Mm-hmm. And I don't coach things. I don't believe, I believe that every piece of information that we need is already out there. Okay. Probably not, but that's what I believe. Okay. (laughs) And, and it, but what makes us all so unique is how we show up for each other and deliver it and package it. I don't have an information, a step-by-step plan. I show up and intuitively figure out where they are. I have lots of tools. I have lots of things that are my belt, lots of experiences. And also I have helped a lot of people shift Mm-hmm. And often I'm not the person for them. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I got the perfect person for you. And I know there's someone else that's more fitting for them. And that's, I connect them. That's, that's a, a really important trait because that's not an ego statement. That is a caring, you showed up for them. You were personally there and you're really there for their benefit, not for your not for your financial benefit to say you have a check off another client in, in your box. Well, thank you. And um, it comes very natural, it's natural. Like it's just mm-hmm. kind of who I am. Mm-hmm. And when I look back and long my, la- my life, I was always kind of that way on a different, in different levels and in different containers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and people kind of thought I was a little weird, <laughs> but that's okay. You know, but even when I was working with people you know, like older people or people who were sick or whatever, I didn't just work for them. I stepped inside a container and they have family and friends and people they worked with and all of these different dimensions. And I weaved all through them all. So Mm -hmm. I was the friend with their friends. I was the, you know, daughter to their mothers and, you know, all that kind of thing. And I really relayed a lot. I got to hear what best friends would say about their dying best friend. And I got to hear what the dying friend would say about the friend who didn't show up or who did. I got to hear how, what it was like to have someone say, do you want help with that? Versus like, just like making it easy and taking care of them. I got to hear what people felt like when people would look at them certain ways or what it was like to pull into a a parking spot and didn't have enough room to get out with their wheelchair. Like I got to experiencing these things I'd never experienced before. I got to find out why they didn't want to stop working when they could have financially and should have physically. So I got to experience all those things. And I'm like, 
and and I and I played a big role in all those people, and um, and that's kind of what I do now in the entrepreneurial world. You know, but I just you, you listen. So listening, listening is a really, really hard skill because when you're talking to somebody and you're supposed to be teaching, in my opinion, or this is where I have to really be conscious about how I'm operating, right? Is when people are telling you something, sometimes what you're thinking about is what you're going to say next versus just listening and observing. And so listening comes in many different stages. Listening is through your ears, but it's through your eyes. It's through all of your senses to understand really what they're saying and sometimes what they're not saying based upon their words and their actions. And oh, yeah. if, you, if you're just trying to think about what you're going to say next to them, you're going to miss all of those signals and either not be the right person to help or lead them in a direction that wasn't even appropriate for where they're at. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and I think that's a big turning point in my coaching was when I thought these, I, I had information to give to people to help them mm-hmm. versus me showing up and showing up and holding space and giving them a container to feed themselves information, to receive their own knowledge, to receive their own um, ideas, but just to hold the space for them. So I call myself an integration coach in, for that reason. Um, I'm, I don't have these things. And it's, um, and often when we're an expert at something or whatever that subject matter is, we want to give them all the tools and information that we think could help change. But that's not the same language a lot of times as what they would use, or it might not be, like you said, what they really need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, so I have I had a big shift really at the turn of this year when I was already coaching, when I stopped, what would happen was when I would show up in a group or I would show up somewhere with a different product, like if I was doing virtual event planning and that was the product they paid me for, mm-hmm. the coaching was like insanely good, like girl, you good. <laughs> okay. But when I would show up just to coach, it wasn't as good. And uh-huh. I was like, what's going on here? That was the shift is what you said. I went from giving them, I thought they were there because they just look at me mm-hmm. and I thought, well, I'm supposed to speak. Okay. <laughs> and I'm supposed to tell them something and I don't really know what they need to hear, but I would just say stuff. Right. But what, w- but when it shifted was when I was able to learn how to ask the questions and just mm-hmm. learn that my biggest role for them is to hold space and just ask some questions that might help them shift, but not even in a slanted way, in an open way, right? Like not, but did you see how that affected you? No, you know, nothing like that, but like, well, what's your, what's the earliest memory? You know, what's the, you know, just depends. How does that make you feel? You know, things like that. And then they just go on and they'll shift. And at the end of it here, I've asked a few questions, but I've held and really held tight this container. And they think I'm the best things on sliced bread. (laughs) I'm just like, I didn't do it. You did it. You did it. (laughs) You know, so that's interesting because that kind of a shift happened for me too. And I think it's when it, when you have, when you let go of being uncomfortable, if you ask a question with what their response is going to be. So Mm -hmm. sometimes you, when I first started, you know, talking with clients and things, sometimes you're very cautious about what you're going to ask them because you're afraid of what they're going to say, because you're going to have to come up with something else. And when you let that go, 
and set that to the side and really relax. And for, for me on, in, our, in my business, it went from, you know, selling and telling to teaching and implementing. Mm, so, and you're good at that because I've, oh, I've worked with you to that. You're amazing at it. That's great. And I, I hear you. Yeah. And that's, that's very, I, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it is. And when you just let go of not being, if they ask you a question you don't know the answer to, then you don't know the answer. You don't make it up. You don't know the answer. You find it out. You get back with them. But it it takes that internal, for me, it took that internal pressure away. So now I don't have to be worried about what they're going to ask of, either ask of me or what question they're going to ask. Because if I don't know the answer, that's and, right. and that's so real. Think of how real that is. Do they really expect you to have all the answers? Then it becomes across like, do you really know? Or are you pulling that out from somewhere? Right. But when you, when I used to redesign kitchens and I wouldn't know, I'd be like, hang on, I'll ask, <laughs> you know, when I'd get on the phone, I'd ask, and I had to ask a lot, <laughs> you know, um, when they got to those little details, I was like, oh, you want to know the details? Let me call somebody, <laughs> but um, that's so true, and another piece of where my coaching changed is what you're saying is when I let go of self-doubt, oh, See, yeah. I didn't realize I had the self-doubt, but I was afraid if they didn't get a big shift, then I didn't do my job. Or if they felt certain, if something's, I was holding on to the outcome and then relating that to how good my worthiness. Mm -hmm. And when I really tapped into this is as it should be, <laughs> like whatever happens is how it should happen. Someone told a mentor of mine said, even when your intuition is wrong, it was meant to be wrong, <laughs> you know? And, and because that was said so differently, I, it stuck to me and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm hearing you. And so when I just let go of all that and decided that it's not my, not a reflection of my worth or because it didn't go a certain way, doesn't mean it when, you know, does, I, I put the meaning on everything, right? Mm -hmm. That was another big shift. Yeah. So what do you think? So right now for your client interactions, are they, they're mostly virtual, right? Versus um, in person. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Pretty much, I assume everything's 100% virtual, but I did have one person that was local that I did see in person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did it change? How is it different? I know that for me, we were talking about this earlier. For me, a lot of my work is still virtual, but every once in a while, sometimes I crave that one-on-one -on -one in person conversation that ends up going for a really long amount of time. <laughs> but it's it's it just reminds you, I don't know, there's something really good about in person in person, but I think that all of us are getting better at being ourselves virtually. Yes. Um, so the difference to me was that I couldn't keep it reined in. Like mm -hmm. I was just like wide open with time, with subjects. I, so when in coaching, I, I, even though I'd let it flow where it's supposed to go, I will like take some story out of it. Like, okay, let's get back to this part. And that, that's kind of the story issue of it. And I don't let that happen as much. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm more focused. Mm -hmm. But when I was in person, it was just like, hey, I'm sitting on your couch. We're having a good time. We can talk about whatever you want. And I spent like two to three times more time doing it. Mm -hmm. they, he loved it. He absolutely thought it was a fantastic. But, you know, and you said something before you, we start, I started talking that said, oh, 
oh, that's why he did so well because he is not comfortable on the computer. Mm. He is not the person who's who knows even how to show up authentically. To him, computer is how he does his work, and he does. Oh. He's so unhappy with work. That was one of the things. So it just dawned on me when you said that. I was like, well, no wonder it went so well because we had the biggest shifts when we were in person, but with him, mm-hmm. not with you know, just with him. And I've had brilliant shifts online. Like. I know an energy person who does energy work and the pendulum still works even in Zoom. Mm -hmm. I've had three computers up here with three different events going. One was like the doulas who were talking about self-love, self-care and women empowerment, all this stuff. One was not, okay? Let's just say that. I was like, I probably shouldn't say what it was out loud. (laughs) And then I don't remember the third one, but these two together, this computer was like vibrating. Like it had light coming from it. And the other one was like loom and gloom all the way around. It's like, you can feel it in a computer. You can see it coming out. If you're present, if you're present in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing emails in the background, (laughs) you're not going to get as much benefit out of it. I will tell you though, that is one of the, for me personally, that is one of the largest challenges is not to multitask in a virtual world. It is a challenge and it's greater and greater the longer we're on there. For me, it's as soon as someone shares a screen. As soon as they share a screen, I can't stay connected. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's visual learners and I might even, I'm, but I'm a feeler, I'm an experiencer. Mm-hmm. So when pe- so I have learned if I really care enough, which um, like if I really want to know, when they share the screen, I take my little bar and I totally take them and I push that out of the way. I don't want to see their screen. And so the screen is like, you know, this big and they're really big. Mm-hmm. And so, and if I need to, I can move my bar back. But as soon as someone shares their screen, it's my turn to go. It's my time just to disconnect. Mm-hmm. And, and not because I'm, they won't see me, sometimes they will, but it's because I can't stay connected through a freaking piece of paper with words on it I stay connected with the person you know Mm -hmm. that's interesting and so and so to be able to take that back to yourself to watch people that you're talking to to be conscious of that as you're sharing screens with other people that's an interesting skill to know too yeah what I do is when I if I'm in a workshop or if I'm sharing a screen for something I'll share a screen I'll do one to two slides Mm-hmm. And then I'll unshare and talk. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do one to two slides. And then I'll unshare and we talk. And the biggest thing about that, and I try still not to do it, but I do know there are virtual, or there's vision, you know, I get it. Mm-hmm. But most importantly is I try anything I do online with more than one person, I try my very best to get them engaged. Mm-hmm. Get them talking, not me. Get them engaged and get them having fun. If I learned through 2020 very quickly, that you could give them one tiny piece of information and let them talk and they'll walk away thinking it was awesome. You can give them 20 pieces of information and not let them talk and they're not, they're bored. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's a really good observation. So tell us, tell us a little bit about your um, Concergo and the Freedom 
freedom yeah facilitator it's okay facilitator. freedom it's freedom formula facilitator there we go thank you yes <laughs> so concerto is a platform that's launching that's just like a it's not just like because we there's the reason we have differences but it's kind of like a mind valley so where you can go on but it's specifically for two different things that are different specifically for local teachers meaning um, people who aren't world, worldly known, who aren't huge, you know, but have amazing content. And then two, we really focus on the community. Um, I have studied and do believe and buy into that we need two lines of communication a day that is equal or higher energy level than ourselves. And as long, that could be a podcast, that could be a person, that could be it, all kinds of different things. And when we're able to do that, and when we have two lines of communication, we can keep ourselves, it really supports us. And so this is a community of, of like-minded people where they can go on and be together and be a part of each other and experience personal growth. There's nothing like learning something new and feeling really good. And all you have to do is share it with people who are like thugs, thugs, thuddy thugs. <laughs> well, I will tell so you, one, I will tell one. you before you go on and say hi to Jagger. I can oh, you say hi. <laughs> 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 that, that, hi. <laughs> Today I was in the, you know, I was doing a lot of computer work and my energy was getting really low and I'm coming up to talking to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank goodness we're talking because you're going to lift my energy level and I'm going to be better off for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And, and yeah. that's, that's true for me. I've been working on the back end of a lot of things of working this on the back end of these companies to get them built and doing things. And I've learned that I have to put time in there to connect with someone because that uplifts me. This will put me on fire. It'll be like a cup of coffee for the rest of the night. <laughs> so tell me about your, the others. Freedom facilitator, formula facilitator. So again, it's a, it's with Nick Brew mm -hmm. and, um, and we, it's a law of attraction base and it's, to, and he created it to teach people how to coach these basic principles that he's came up with belief training and emotional shifts and things of that nature. But now it has turned into just a community for people who just want a deeper dive. Cause when you teach to teach, you know, you learn and integrate. So there's about a hundred and there's 600 people in the smaller community. And then there's, I mean, excuse me, in the community with just learning and hearing and receiving the information. And then there is about um, 150 of us that are into deep diving and coaching and working with people. And we do work with each other for no charge. We, um, we, he does a two, twice a month. He does a, a call that helps with your personal shifting or business building, anything you want. Um, there's a gentleman who does some, a call on uh, one of the days a week. And then I do a Friday business building and we didn't even get into that, but a business building and tech package call. So we are able to, um, in just a few minutes, um, but we are able to um, really have a whole package for people who want to do coaching or become po coaching or to learn this kind of thing and go coach it, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's like a turnkey business almost. That's fantastic. So and I do training in there and I love the people. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I mean, like, like I don't, I, I do training with them. Like, you know, <laughs> we're all training. <laughs> well, we're all learning all the time. And if we, yes. we think that we don't need to learn, then we have a problem. Right. Yeah. There's so, so tell me a little bit about um, the outdoors and how is that important to you and how do you use that? Ooh, 
great question. You probably said that because um, you probably felt that I could use a little bit more of it right now. No. <laughs> but let me tell you, it is extremely important. And that was a big part of my 2020 shift because mm-hmm. I never did it. I never even really understand. I love to go hiking, but I didn't use it as a way to be aligned, as a way to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, I would I learned that how long it took me to say, excuse me one second, run downstairs, go outside and just hug a tree and give it everything and come back. It was like, if I was downstairs office, a minute and a half, if it was upstairs, three minutes, reconnect. And the more I spent outside and reconnecting and my hand, my feet in the ground, the more, the better I was a coach, the better I was as a mom, the better as I was as everything. And so that was extremely important. And then I have learned since then, when I forget to go outside and when I forget to connect outside that I get too much up here. Mm-hmm. And when I'm too much up here, I'm not that great. <laughs> like, I don't really know, you know, I need to be more in my body for it to work. I out. love how, I love how you explained that because I've been, we are up here in California. It's been, and I can't complain about this because the only thing I have to complain about is that I have smoke. I'm not evacuated and I'm, you know, we are safe where we are, but it's been incredibly smoky here. And so that limits the amount of outside time. And I love how you put it because that's exactly how I've been feeling. All up here and yeah. not here. Yeah. It makes a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not as happy. And also I start, I start, I'll try, I'll coach from up here. And my coaching from yeah. up here, just everything we've talked about just kind of reinforces what that, and, you know, and I'm not as much a receiver. My, I've even learned how much my mindset kind of starts to shift when I'm outside. It's freedom. It's open. It's abundance. It's endless possibility. It's all of these things. But when I'm not out there, it becomes more um, limited. I love that. And I, and I think that that's really important. That's, I think a lot of people will resonate with that because you do end up in your headspace versus being able to be open to receive or open to give. Right. But yeah. That's been, and I, you know, I, I think that, I think there's somebody there that's probably hungry. Yes. I can see it. So, it's like, it's time. It's time. It's time. Right. <laughs> and you know, I, I think we could talk for hours. So I, it's I, been, yeah. it's been, it's been wonderful. And I really, I appreciate your time today. And so tell everybody where, we can where find you and well you can find me at um it's simply real.com i-t-s so it's simply real.com <laughs> um and you can find me there or on facebook under it's simply real and um yeah maybe we can have a part two one day because this is fun i would love Again. to i would love to do a part two so you before we go before yeah. we go do you have one thing that you would like to leave us with Oh, goodness. Yes. So um, I like to say, actually, I want to, what I want to leave you with is a question for you. Oh. And I would like to know you because I didn't even get like into you, right? <laughs> I was like, this is all a bit about me. Um, is I want to know from you, what is your wish for humanity? Ooh, that's, that's, that's a deep question. I think is to be kind. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's nice. To, but to want to be kind. And to, to want to be kind. Not to be that's kind. Anybody can be kind. Yeah, to want to be kind. And to genuinely want to care. 
And you do that in your business because I have worked with you on that end. And I could tell that my interest was your best interest, you know. So thank you. So thanks so much, Brooke. Thanks for your time. And it's been a pleasure talking with you. And thanks to everybody else. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.